welcome to another episode of Moose Milk Podcast. This would be episode seven. Just waiting for Matt to join, but we're going to be talking uh, WandaVision episode seven tonight. And any other shenanigans we feel like getting into, who knows? Who knows where the night will take us? This is my dog, Finnegan. There's Matthew. camera off here real quick uh yeah yeah i had i was i was like out out on this on the streets today and i was in the stores today so <laughs> what well, you wild boy you yeah you know it so, um yeah they're good it's been what's it been this week it's been okay this week it's been rainy yeah oh yeah yeah, like you, guys are, you guys have a lot of snow, don't you? Yeah. yeah, we got like a foot last week or earlier this week. Hard pass on that shit. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It was a bad. Uh, I don't know whatever night it was. Monday night, I think it was. It was, it was stupid. Yeah, bad, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not even looking at the weather forecast for. I go to Kamloops next week, which is oh. like a three and a half hour highway drive through like not good weather usually in the winter. Great. So yeah, so I was like, someone asked me today, like, "Well, have you checked the weather?" I'm like, "I'm not looking at that until the day I leave because I have to go." So it's like, yeah. yeah, might as well not freak yourself out about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's supposed to get warm. Up. It's supposed to warm up here, but I mean, yeah, the last like week or so has been pretty cold. But yeah, has it? Yeah, yeah. But you know, that time of year, what are you gonna do? Yep. Yeah. It's- comes with where you live, you know what I mean? That's kind of part of... Yeah. Hang on one second. I'm just going to connect my earphone. I don't know why it's not connecting. I might just pause for a second here, but... No worries. All good. Of course, my dog's going to bark. He's been quiet all night, but as soon as I start recording, he feels the need to bark. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Aw, Finn. So we, we haven't even touched base at all today. Like, did we didn't, no, I didn't even know? Did, did you like today's episode? It was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. It was fine. I mean, it was it was a setup episode, which we kind of expected. You know, totally. it was definitely, definitely setting up the last two episodes. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. So. Um, so spoilers, think, obviously, for anyone watching for yeah, the episode. Episode seven or spoilers for WandaVision in general. But um Yeah, I mean clearly they're setting up the end of the season. I, I was disappointed it wasn't an hour long. Uh Me too. I don't know why I saw that tweet. It seemed to be pretty widely spoken of uh 
you know, that it was going to be an hour, but. So I don't know if there's any truth to this and I don't even know, if, like, so I listen to a podcast and they're, they're usually pretty, like, they don't usually report on stuff that doesn't have like at least some validity, you know? Yeah. And they were saying that they were hearing that there's going to be like a bonus episode of WandaVision. Oh, okay. So like, I want, I kind of wondered after this, if when they said like the last three episodes are going to be an hour, I kind of wonder if it's like eight, nine, and then like bonus episode. Like, I wonder if they're going to leave it at episode nine where it's like, you think it's done. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's a little bit more for like episode. Well, I know they, they, there's supposed to be like a making of episode. Maybe that's what it is then. After it ends. But like, to me, I mean, I I have no interest in watching a making of thing. Like, yeah, I'd probably watch it, but I mean, it's not something I'd ever need to revisit, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, as soon as this is done, my intentions are to rewatch it from one, like, right as one piece. Because I feel like it'll be a better story when it's, like, one right. story. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, yeah. nine fragments. <laughs> right. You know? Instead of, uh, you know, nine fragmented things, it's a four-hour movie or whatever. Yeah, it, it works together. It's not that it doesn't. It's just more the issue is that it's, like, it's really slow-moving, and it's, like, it's, it's exciting, but it's, like, story-wise, it's really slow-moving, I, yeah, I find, I right? Like, it's, you know, so it's, like... I mean, there's I, been exciting moments, right? But, yeah, like... That's what I mean. There's definitely, a, I, there's definitely I, things. I felt this episode was very slow-moving, and it was just more of a... And this is what's happening. This is where the storyline sits. We're going to explain as much stuff as we can. And like, you know, Darcy's character basically was just there to explain everything to Vision, right? Like, yes. which is awesome, though. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and I like that. Like, I like Vision figuring out everything from you know Age of Ultron on. But um, it just definitely like there wasn't a lot happening. You know. Right. Yeah. Until the very end. But. You know, obviously we found out the villain is, is you know, Agnes, which we kind of guessed, yeah. but we figured she was part of it. We, I mean, I still think that she's working for Mephisto. I, yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like there's a lot of things kind of leading to that, to that, yeah. and yeah. Right, like, um, I, I think that will be part of the next episode, is, is figuring that all out, the, the, the nine <clears throat> episode will be like, you know, the whole battle the scene or whatever the hell has to happen, but right, right. Um, I was kind of disappointed that like uh, Darcy's contact or Rambo's contact or whatever was just like random military Some dude. Chick. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it didn't really. I don't know. I was expecting it to be somebody major, and it just really wasn't much. But I, I kind of get, I kind of giggled to myself because I, I really didn't expect it to be Mister Fantastic. Like I just, I felt like that would be way too big a thing to drop there. I feel like it, you can't like really take away the focus on who it's actually supposed to be about, and like doing something like that, like that's that's casting the person that everyone thinks should be Mister Fantastic. That's confirming it. Yeah, an episode where the focus really should be on like Wanda and Vision, right? Like I don't know, I just I feel like it's way too huge. Like that's a big deal. Like if you were gonna say this person's gonna play the thing, like right. that might be a little but less of a deal, right? But it's they like, have to do it at some point. And I know, but what I'm saying is I don't think they. I think they would take advantage of the fact and and utilize that. And because the thing is, is if they put out another Fantastic Four trailer, like right now. 
Yeah. I feel like people would watch it just be even the people who have seen like who are casual you, viewers who know of the last two and they're like, what the hell is this? Like, I yeah. feel like John Krasinski is enough of a draw that like casual viewers who may have written this off at this point might be like, oh. And I just well, feel not like just that, but it, that on a show like WandaVision just wouldn't work. But it's funny because when it happened and they drive up and that's who it was, I, I just kind of like giggled to myself. I was like, mm, that's funny. Because everybody's like, oh, here comes Reed. Like, yeah. But so. <laughs> I also think that it's still coming. I think I think he'll be in it at some point. Mm, I don't think so. To but me, maybe, but the Marvel, the Marvel, um, whatever storyboards or whatever is always we have to leave them with a cliffhanger of some sort to get them to check into the next thing. And to me, the easiest thing to do if they're not ready to dive into X Men fully yet is to set up small little Easter eggs to set up Fantastic Four, and we get you know whatever read in the final episode as as a side character. And then, you know, you see him again in maybe Doctor Strange or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's a smart scientist dude or whatever, helping him do something. And he's just a background side character. And he's not, like, the main part of the storyline. And then it all builds towards Fantastic Four at 2024 or whatever the hell year is going to be. But, um, I mean, obviously they're setting up everybody getting powers and everything like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, we saw Rambo like getting powers. Like so, that. yeah, it was cool. But, I mean, it's also kind of weird that they're setting up people that can take on Wanda and she's not as strong as we kind of expected her to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she sat there and battled, you know, all these massive villains and then all of a sudden, like, this random... You know, which which I know is a big character, but like can overpower her. It just seems like a little. Mm, I don't know. Nah, I mean, I think you have to look at it in two ways, right? I mean, she can be powerful because she of like by association. So if Mephisto is actually involved, then like that could help elevate her power a lot, right? Like, and and the second thing is like we don't know anything about this character really. Like you know. Like, uh, like she could be at any power level and have an explanation for it. They just like we just found out who right. she is, kind of thing, right? So, I'm not. Well, I do think right. it's going to come out right that now. that she she like Wanda made a deal with her, and and this is kind of still Wanda's doing, right. but that uh, you know whatever that Agnes erased her memory or or whatever side thing you want to say that like she doesn't remember making that deal, but she got what she wanted out of getting Vision alive in this little you know happy universe of hers and and you know maybe she said she wanted children and she's like yeah i can do that for you you know but so on and so forth but um you know i think i think there is a deal to be shown that like yeah this is one is doing regardless she made a deal with the wrong person a more powerful yeah. wit or whatever I, I do i do think that too i think that's how she'll end up playing the bad guy and this is that it'll be kind of on her watch like it'll be her she may not be the one doing it but right. like it'll be because of her that it's happening yeah. right so she's, yeah, i mean again, i think that's still a young she's still a young even like a young superhero at this point right yeah. well i guess not they're five years ahead now so i guess that's not really true but i think i think it only can end in heartbreak right like i think that's yeah. going to be the, the whole point of the episode is her dealing with loss and i think regardless vision has to die at the end of this series I, like i, think, I agree i agree 
I think she's going to have to lose everything, and, and that's going to kind of set up her next, you know, deal with Doctor Strange in that movie. Like, I think I, I would be shocked if by the end of the series we don't get a Doctor Strange cameo of some sort. Yeah, I feel like he's coming, but I because I, I don't know, <laughs> he's he's supposed to be watching like people with magical powers and like yeah. what what have you and. To have all this going on and him not to be like, all right, I got, I got to fucking check these people and see what the hell's going on in here. Like, to me, that it only makes sense that in the last episode or whatever that he comes in and like maybe not save the day, but like you know puts people in check. Like, no, you can't be just doing wielding magical magic like this, like you know, yeah. all over the place. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's even like how he visited Thor that one time about Loki, right? right. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It's interesting because uh, I liked when they did that little like theme song for Agatha. First, I have to think it's I think it's funny because like I feel like another reason why they may not go with Reed is because at this point a lot of people think that's what's going to happen, and I yeah. feel like with Agatha just being announced as kind of the villain, it's kind of like we all saw that coming. So it would be like yeah. another thing that's like. Oh, but then again, you, you gotta remember. <laughs> They, I'm just trying they to think this. how Marvel is, right? Because Marvel is not really, like, I don't find, and maybe they were at one point, but I find in the last, like, you know, probably eight years or so, as they really fine-tuned what they're doing, like, the last thing I would call them at this point is predictable, really. Unless it's an origin story, that's kind of a different story. But, like, sure. in game and with Infinity War, like, I remember when Infinity War ended and they snapped all those characters away, I was like, I was like, flabbergasted though like, yeah. that's where we left i'm just like what the fuck right but you also got to think too is like the show was filmed x amount of time ago they're not gonna like maybe they didn't expect people to figure it out or whatever but they did and they're not going to change the ending now just because people online have have theories and have, may have figured it out i mean it's like any show, like any mystery show, people have their theories and, and make up, you know, huge forums yeah. online of like what their thoughts are and what could be happening and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, That's for sure. Fun. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think even if it is Mephisto and, and we didn't get, you know, this cameo or that cameo, I don't think, you know, what are they going to do? Oh, we're going to cut this part out now because people figured it out. Like, Yeah. Um, I, I, what I was going to say about Agatha, though, is her, um, I like when she does her little, like, it's her little theme song, and it shows all the different times that she, like, kind of, like, interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the mid, mid-credit? mid Yeah, you must have, because I, yeah. I said something yeah. different. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cool. that was kind of cool. It was too. good to see the flashback of her manipulating everything from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. I really I hope. Like, she's like, I killed Sparky. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I really hope that this isn't their way out of doing X-Men stuff with Quicksilver. Like, so I know that. Uh, that too. I kind of heard another thing that was kind of cool about like Agatha's like little dungeon thing downstairs. So right. apparently, apparently that did you know get anything from that commercial, that Nexus commercial? Commercial. Well, it's isn't it like the the uh, like, like Nexus a, of powers or something? It's like it's a, apparently it's like a, a crossway for multi-dimensional stuff or something so it's got something to do with like alternate dimensions alternate realities and it's like a cross it's basically like an entry point to like multiple different things is what it is in the comics 
So in her little dungeon, there's a point where it kind of circles around and you see like a circular room with different kind of doors kind of all over. Right. And then one of the uh, things they show is like a book. And apparently that's supposed to be, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was called like a dark book or something. And it has something to do with that Nexus portal thing. So now like, I'm, so like, I kind of wonder at that point if that has, if she's playing with different timelines, now it makes well, me wonder if Quicksilver was actually pulled from right. that that timeline. And another thing that uh, has come out recently is there's a Funko Pop of Quicksilver in his Quicksilver Halloween costume. And on the uh, name tag, his name is Pietro Maximoff. But none of the other ones are... are right. right, right. Yeah, I mean... That just leads me to believe even more that Doctor Strange will be involved. Just because totally. Of perspective. If, like, if, if if he doesn't show up at this point, even if it's for just like a spoiler, like a stinger right. at the end, I would be super surprised at this point. But but you also got to think like, I mean, these contracts that they sign are for X amount of movies, X amount of things, whatever, like seven appearances in Marvel movies or what have you. Yep. And I'm sure that Marvel thought ahead and was like listen like we're gonna do these shows at some point you're gonna you're gonna be a, in a cameo in you know one episode of wandavision or whatever and then you're gonna yep. be back in feature film and like <clears throat> they've thought this all out so I, I honestly think like it'd be shocking if he's not a part of the finale and you know he wants his, book of, his magic books and everything like that so yeah i think i, I think it's i agree foregone conclusion but i mean if, if quicksilver isn't quicksilver i think it's just such a cop-out like i want Stark hit this X-Men ball rolling, please. You know? I want so. Newton's bad as well, but I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I want, I do want them to be introduced, but I hope that, I just hope they do it the right way. Yeah, I me want, too. I want, but... I want slow, slow burn, right? Like that's, well, so do that's I. what's really shown that's worked for them. And I don't want them to like speed it up at this point. Right. No, same. And, and like we said, like you don't need an origin story necessarily for anything outside of, you know, that hasn't already been introduced somewhere. But, you know, like when the Eternals come out, I don't know anything about the Eternals. So I'm hoping that there's some kind of origin story there at some point or, or a less, at least an explanation. I same feel with like something that grand of scale requires, right. uh, you're talking yeah. about beings that like... I don't even right. know what the fuck they are, but I know they're important. So. Yeah, and that's anyway. that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. for these random characters that I don't know really anything about, and I'm not super familiar with. Like an origin story is important, but if at this point you don't know Spider-Man, like yeah, you've been living I under agree. a rock, been done, or you're and five done, years old, and done, and done. yeah, it's right. been around and forever. So we never need an origin story for Spider-Man again. Like I don't care if this gets rebooted in ten agreed. years from now. Like, agreed. They can figure it out. Yep. Yeah. We all know. We get it. So same with X Men. Like I think if whatever X Men characters introduced, like let's just get into it. We don't need. I agree. Anything, right? I but, think we just need an explanation for why we have mutants now. And other than that, yes. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need anything more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I really hope that it's just the magic you saw in Quicksilver's back in that one scene or whatever. I I really hope that was just showing that she's manipulating everything he was doing or, or mm -hmm. whatever. And that he's actually there. He's actually a real person, a real character in this timeline. And, and she's just manipulating him. Like she's controlling everybody in this hex world, you know? Yeah. 
But yeah. I did like the uh, the like office style of like the like stuff like the interview side like glances and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, like, as good. being such a huge office fan, I'm like, oh, that's that's so there spot on. A good little nod to it in there. Yeah, like like it's Vision at very, that point. Of the truck with Modern Family to me. Like uh, yeah, a lot of people were saying Modern Family too. Yeah, I, I'm not. I saw more Modern people. Family than Office, but I still, I still did. Like I get the Office in there too. Yeah, and plus the theme song, obviously. Too. Yeah, well, the theme song was exactly <laughs> like the Office. <laughs> yeah, but um, like Vision in the car with Darcy, he made like a side glance, like Jim would at the camera, and totally. it was just like spot on. I'm totally. like, oh yeah, it's awesome. Yep, totally. <laughs> yeah, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, as a huge Office fan, I just appreciated it because it's my favorite sitcom ever made, pretty much. So, I like when Vision's sitting at on the director's chair and he's doing the interview. He's like, "What am I? What are we doing? What am I doing?" Yeah. And then he's like, unclips the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, it was just hard, but I just like genuinely like laughed out loud because yeah. they were just like there was some pretty funny stuff in it. Yeah, and I appreciated that. Like, they're so self aware that totally. You know, it, it made the episode. For sure, like even Wanda sitting around in her in her jogging pants or whatever, and was just like kind of chilling, and like she really didn't feel like she knew what she was supposed to be doing, and like I don't know, it was just it was good, it was it was clever, it was it's a good reference to The Office and uh, I guess Modern Family too, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I, I appreciated that, and I kind of saw it, like throughout the episode, like when Agnes took the kids, I was like, okay, here it comes, like they're definitely setting her up yeah. to be the villain here. She's going to take the kids and Wanda's not going to be able to find them. And like, it kind of went exactly in that direction. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought that the Rambo trying to break back into the hex thing kind of, I don't know, like they set up this whole, like she has a contact. We got this big moon vehicle or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. You know, trying to break through and then like nothing works. And I'm just like, well, it's kind of a waste, but I mean, I'm glad she got back in and she got her powers and whatever, but I think you could have done that regardless. I agree. I agree. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it was cool when it took the truck back and it was like in half, though. That was pretty yeah. cool, right? Yeah, it was like a half old style pickup truck, and that's cool. Yeah, but yeah. um, I liked I liked the um, the banter between Darcy and Vision a lot. Yeah, so did I. Good together. Yeah, I liked I love Darcy as a character. Like, I just think. She's the probably my favorite part of the show. Like her and Wu, like yeah, they're both really super underrated. I was disappointed Wu basically had nothing to do in this episode. Like he basically yeah. wasn't in it at all. But um, we'll get more of him. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he'll be a big part of the finale and everything. But yeah, um, and then yeah, like this the the credit stinger with you know um, Rambo sneaking into uh, what the cellar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Quicksilver grabbing her from behind, like clearly it's going to show that Quicksilver's, you know, working for Agnes or whatever, and then, um, you know, has her kept she was somewhere from yeah. the Fox universe. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I uh, I think we'll get credit stingers in pretty much every episode now. Think so? Hmm. Yeah, I think I think now that they've done it, they can't not do it. It's funny because I I uh, I usually just sit through it just in case. Oh, same. I've watched every credit sequence so far. Yeah, me too. I just usually go on my phone and just kind of glance up a little bit, right? Because I don't. I put yeah, because they're long as hell. Watching. Yeah, yeah, I know they're the stupid long. So, so 
They yeah. do like a credits and then they do like every language of credits for yeah. like four minutes after that. I'm like, it's great. I don't know if this is necessary, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope we do though. That would be a good way to kind of set up the next episode. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I mean, now we know at this point that we're going to start with Agnes having Wanda and having Monica. I wonder yeah. if they're going to, if the next episode is going to be another like type of sitcom like what would they do next like it'd be like 2010s i guess imagine they did arrested development style and it had like ron howard uh like it'd be good but (laughs) it'd be out of date now yeah that's true because that wouldn't be they'd be 2000 yeah 2010 yeah that's true I don't. I don't know what like a popular sitcom would be of now. Yeah, like, I'm out of touch. <laughs> well, like it's I think of like. Shield. No, I'm just kidding. I well, like Always Sunny's on, but like you couldn't really do an Always Sunny thing in a Disney show, and like. No. I don't know. Like the Good Life. I don't really know that one that well. Though. I don't. Know. I don't, I don't watch network television at all. So. Yeah. No either. I'm not. I'm good for nothing here. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure they could do something, but I think at this point they probably have to drop the sitcom premise and and like uh, just, get to the action of the of the of the finales and and you know tie this thing up. Yeah. So I think I think we'll get you know a big cliffhanger in the next episode that will set up the finale in the last week. But fuck yeah, it's good though. I liked it. I liked it. It was just, yeah, it was slow, but I liked it. But I do agree yeah. that the whole engineer thing was a huge... When, I was, yeah. when that happened, I was like, nah. But yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw this or knew this, but like, so like usually when I watch it, I watch it in the living room and I put on... Oh, well, I was going to sneeze. And I put on closed captions because I have to keep the volume low because Kate's sleeping, right? So, yeah. so when Monica was running through the dome or the hex or whatever... Uh, all the captions on it were showing like uh, Carol Danvers would say like, oh, when your mom got to kick the kid, she picked the toughest one or whatever. I don't know, like quotes yeah, yeah. from Captain Marvel and stuff. And there was like quotes from Nick Fury in there and there were quotes from her mom in there. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I mean, when she was like breaking apart into different. Um... You could see her like mom's face on the side and stuff. Yeah. It was like versions of her, but it was yeah. it, it definitely you could tell that they were referencing her mom and, and yeah. Captain Marvel and everything like that. Which I mean, if they're gonna do, they're gonna do a Captain Marvel too. They're gonna, I think she'll be a part of it, a major part of it. So yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'd be shocked if we've seen her in much else before then. But I mean, I think Captain Marvel too is probably I think that's the place that makes the most sense for her to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how this ends, and I'm excited to see what it means, if it has anything to tie into for the Falcon show, you know, or if if it's just a standalone thing, and then we don't yes. see, pick back up the storyline back up until they Doctor show Strange. Up next Doctor Strange, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Doctor Strange is just in it until <clears> next year. <throat> yeah, that's not that long to wait, especially if they keep pumping us with more shit. Like, you gotta think, we're gonna yeah. be next, we're gonna be looking at well, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to open up more shit on them and all those characters involved, and yeah, apparently Warner yeah, no, and then we got Loki, now, right? So, yeah, no, we have a lot coming, and like I was ta- talking to my friend earlier, like we literally 
you know, have something every week pretty much. So it's yeah. like, yeah, content's going to be like rich for the next little bit. Right. There's always going to be something to talk about. And if, if they're smart, each show is going to kind of have a different element of a storyline and it's all going to build towards something again, just like they did yeah. with Avengers, everything like That'd that. Be, like, that would be very smart. Yeah. Man, I mean, they're, they're smart really people. They know what they're, they're doing. really good at. That eh? like sowing those seeds, fuckers. I wish, I wish, uh, I really wish that that DC had some of the ability that Marvel has with all this stuff. You know, yeah. But they you don't. Know. <laughs> oh, like I love Batman, right? Like Batman's my favorite <laughs> superhero. So like, I feel like I, we I already got a good Batman. So I'm like, I don't really get the like because I feel like. Um, Dark Knight and Batman Begins are like are seriously like pretty perfect Batman movies to, in my opinion. I tell well, from someone who doesn't really love Batman, but like to me, like n- no other Batman like that reminds me like because I think of Batman as like dark and gritty, and it's like that is literally the representation that they're going for. I think. Yeah, I agree with you, but they also went for the realistic like, real-world aspect right. of Batman, I think, a bit, where, like, everything was kind of based in reality. Like tactical. So, right. It was tactical. It was, if you were rich, you could probably buy these things. And I think, you know, we've never really gotten the detective side of Batman, of, like, him investigating a crime and trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And I think that's what they're going to try to do with Robert Pattinson's Batman that's coming out mm-hmm. next year. Is yeah. I think they're definitely going to try to do, like, the more detective aspect of of Batman, but like I've always said that there's still a lot of villains that they've never done well. Yeah. Like I, I mean I still don't think like Catwoman's ever done like great. What about Michelle Pfeiffer? I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer like, cartoony, but like still Yeah, that that's my problem with it is like Michelle Pfeiffer's was like super cartoony and like yeah, she got she was. bit by cats and then turned into a cat. Like it's kind of absurd. Where and then Christopher Nolan's Catwoman is like super realistic as like I'm a cat burglar. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not really a cat in any other aspect. It's just like Yeah. Here's my here's my goggles. Right. Exactly. But that's like even the penguin, like in Batman Returns, I was like, eh, it's fine, but like Yeah. I don't know. Like there's a lot of characters that I was like, they could still do stuff. Mr. Freeze, I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze was terrible, so like, I think that's a cool character they could actually do something really fun with. The Riddler, like, I love Jim Carrey as the Riddler, but I always thought of the Riddler as, like, a very manipulative, um, like, grotesque riddles, like, very messed up, like, dark shit. And we never got that with Jim Carrey's riddles or, or like, any of Jim Carrey's characters. So, like, I think, like, a really he dark... He again, very cartoony. Those old, all those old ones were very cartoony. Yeah, and that's why, like, I would love, like, a realistic, like, dark version of Batman, but also keep, like, the elements of, like, detective aspect to it, you know? Mm-hmm. But. Are you excited for the Robert Pattinson one, the next Batman? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, nice. Do you think he's a good, I mean, again, like, I look at it, because, like, I don't really give a fuck, right, because I don't give a shit. But, like, I, I think at it when that came on, I was like, that seems like a pretty cool like idea to me (laughs) i think that robert pattinson is 
like a good choice, an interesting choice. I don't know enough about him as an actor. Like I haven't seen any of the Twilight movies or anything like that. Where everybody's like, "Oh, the Twilight movies were terrible. What a terrible choice for Batman." To me, I'm gonna give him a chance because, I mean, even when any any casting choice, you go, "Oh, I can't see that necessarily." But then you know, once they're in the role and everything like that, Heath Ledger for Joker. That's the that's the example I use every time for superheroes. Because I remember when they cast Heath Ledger, I was like, "That is the stupidest idea. Why? That is so fucking stupid." Everybody said that though. Everybody was like, "Oh, really, Heath Ledger? Like, what are you doing?" The Joker. The Joker might actually be my favorite. That Heath Ledger Joker might be my favorite cinematic bad guy from any comic book movie ever, and that says a lot because I am a DC hater. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I totally agree. Like, good. Uh yeah. My friend Dan saying right there, he's like, most people thought Christian Bale wasn't gonna be a good Batman. Like it's weird. I don't see any comments online. Like they just they stall as soon as I get in. It's really weird. It's really delayed for me, but Yeah, they um, usually are delayed. That's how it works. Uh, yeah. Um usually yeah, like probably twenty seconds, fifteen. I think I think any casting is gonna is gonna be questioned by some part of the fandom. Like I don't think you could cast anybody and be like, oh, yeah, that's a perfect person for that role. Mm-hmm. So I think if it's an unknown, I think it's generally better just because you have no reference point for the, the actor. So if, if they're completely new or, or an unknown actor, then you can go, oh, OK, well, I only or I seen them in this indie movie and I don't really have like a major reference point for them. Yeah. So I don't know. You can base your own like kind of character positions on that actor but um yeah i don't know i i, I think like the ca- the biggest casting problem they're gonna have is the x-men people is is what they do with the future of x-men and i think they're they're gonna have a hard time replacing some of these like hugh jackman as wolverine is gonna be I a agree. hard choice that we're gonna yeah. cast that's gonna be to big that ass fucking shoes to fill yeah yeah so i, I agree with you on that one but yeah. I mean, the thing that's hard is like Hugh Jackman's version of Wolverine was so likable. So it's like it makes me wonder if they're going to maybe try to shy away from Wolverine being the main focus, knowing that people will kind of flock to him anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think like, I don't I'd think Wolverine. Would be I'd love to see Cyclops take more of the lead role here, even though I'm not a huge Cyclops fan as like a character. Never mind. Uh, but like, I think I would that's actually to see him be the main. I think they have focus. to do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be the best. Or Gene, if they do Gene too. I know, like, they kind of are splitting things, you know, having more, like, female-led stuff. Like, say, yeah. I find Gene a compelling enough character that if, if they do it right and they progress her slowly, like they have with Tony and with, uh, like, Cap. Like, honestly, Scott and Gene and Wolverine could be awesome if they're, like, casted well and yeah. they're done I think, slowly. I think the Cyclops thing is exactly the right they have to go just because it's a character that you know, no disrespect to the actors that have played him previously, but like it just hasn't been done very well. They I haven't given the character very much material other than like, oh, I'm shooting stuff with my eyes, and then like that's the character development we got. I love what Gene. Would you prefer yellow tights, right? Exactly. Like his dialogue and like everything he got to do was like not very well done in any stretch. So I think that's an easy character where you could go a very different route with him, cast somebody that's a really you know talented actor, and then. Yeah, have him the star as the first X Men movie. You don't even need to introduce Wolverine until farther down the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I think, like, do you think they're going to go age-wise? Do you think they're going to do, like, young? Or do you think they're going to do, like, in their 20s? Like, For X-Men? Yeah. I think it would be, like, young adult, like, teens, late teens to early 20s. Like, not yeah. too, too late. I could see Cyclops being, like, 25 to 30. Yeah. I don't think you can go too much older than that if you want to Without build being universe about that character. What's that? Without it being creepy? <laughs> no, I just think, like, you want him to be young enough where he can play the role for the next decade oh, wow. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you hire somebody now that's 40, then it's going to look ridiculous in, you know, 10 years when they're a 50-year-old playing Cyclops. Like, mm-hmm. I think you have to cast on the younger side just because if you want to build this universe around them, then, you know, 25 to 30, that's perfect. They can play, like, a young adult teacher at, the, at you know, Xavier's school and, and if they set that all up and, like, um, you want him relatable to the most amount of people. And I don't think, you know, obviously there are older adults that are going to see these movies, but I, I would say generally, you know, the people seeing these Marvel movies are like, you know, 10 to 40. So, right. you know, I don't know, but I, I would go on the younger side. I don't think you want to go too young. I don't want a teenager, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think some of them, like some of the characters from X-Men, yeah, they should be probably 17 or 18 or something like that. Like, you know. I think I've said this before, but I really hope that they their first team is like the original five and Wolverine. I know they can't go without Wolverine, and I'm totally okay with that because that's my favorite character. So, Yeah, like I said, like I think we didn't get a good Wolverine movie outside of Logan, in my opinion, like there was so much stuff I wanted to see Wolverine do and it Me just, too. you needed him to be rated R. You needed him to be able to like unleash. And yeah. it's hard to do that. Obviously, even with these next Disney movies, but yeah, I know I would be completely content if they didn't introduce like Wolverine until two or three movies. And like, I yeah, think I, I would too. It might help. I think to heal the wound too. Right. <laughs> and it would, also I think it needs space. Have Hugh Jackman do one more. Wolverine with Deadpool without it being confusing. Yeah. I th- I think it needs space and I think you know a lot of a lot of the X-Men universe hasn't been done well and done right and they can easily fix those issues by casting the right people and fixating on those characters and building those characters. It's going to take time but that's what Marvel's yeah. great with. Yeah, I and agree. they're good at long game. Yeah, and you can build people to start understanding Cyclops as a character and liking him and, 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 you know, setting up rogue and setting up, you know, Gene and, and all these characters and focus it or whoever. Like I didn't like Kelsey Grammer's beast. I would love to see a cool beast, you know? Me too. Um, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, Gambit, like previously, I'm going to keep harping on Gambit every week. I'm going to manifest this into being reality by just saying it constantly. <laughs> but Imagine Scarlet Witch made Gambit happen, and he's like, hey, Moshe. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. He's like, it's me, it's Channing Tatum, and everyone's like, ah. No, not Channing Tatum. How funny would that um, be, though? Imagine that. <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden, it breaks back into the sitcom style, and it's like, I know it's yeah. not going to happen, but it'd just be funny. No. It's definitely not going to happen, but... <laughs> oh, everyone's just laughing yeah. in the studio. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know, I... I, I just think there's a lot of untapped potential there. Yeah. And that's ser- weird to say about a series that's gotten 12 movies or whatever, but. Yeah, but 12 movies that have never been done right ever. 
Yeah, like, I, like I said, from the get go, they were not. They were off on the right, but wrong foot. Outside of Logan, I would say the majority of those movies are bad. I would agree with you. <laughs> I don't include Deadpool in the mix because I like both the no. movies, and like I can handle X Men Two or X Two, and I actually like Days of Future Past. But other than I that, all of it is. I'm fine with that. I like Days of Future's Past, even as its own. Like, even just as a standalone, like, I feel like it works yeah. pretty good. I like it. I love but First it's the, Class. It's the only one. I don't even, I don't like First Class. It didn't age well, I, especially for me. It didn't age well, no. But yeah. when I seen it, I really liked it. I I, I was excited for Days of Future Past, but I, I still don't think it was done great. I think... It was disappointing. We never really got like a huge Wolverine fucking up the Sentinel scene. Don't, really, don't in the get movie. me wrong. I'm not saying it couldn't have been better. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I remember, I remembered watching it maybe going back maybe four months now or something like that, and I watched it. Like, actually sat down and watched it, and I was like, "Man, it's fine." Was, it was like it was like actually nice to like get a movie that wasn't genuine, like for like like not genuine like like uh fam like fam like you know it was like a little more risky than like what you would yeah. see from a disney movie right and i was yeah. like you know there is a little there is something to that right so then i went back right after that and i watched first class and i was like oh wait never mind <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i i don't know and i mean so many of those characters were just done so poorly in those I movies agree. like so bad i don't know but yeah i mean I'm ho- I'm hoping by the end of WandaVision that we have an, an inkling of an idea of where they're of heading with X-Men. Mutants? Yeah. I, I would, me too. I would love that. And I feel like there's no better person to introduce it with than Wanda, to me. Because in the comics, she's the one that wipes out all the mutants. So yeah. it would be suiting to have her introduce them. I think they could either do a play on that where instead of her eliminating them all she introduces them all and yeah. that's the start of the x-men and you know maybe down the line or whatever that you know she does have some big bad moment with you know fighting against the x-men or something like that but i think i don't think wanda's long for this universe like i think she'll be part of this phase but i, I can't see her being a big part of future phases in my opinion right well, they're going to have to phase people out as things move along, right? Especially at the level that they're putting product out. like it. Well, that and they, they're introducing all these new characters and there's obviously like they phased out two or three of the, the core cast already. So yep. I think they're sure just slowly Thor won't be around much longer. And I bet. Right. Won't That's what I mean. Yet. Like, like we've already lost Iron Man. We've lost Captain America. Obviously, they're going to reintroduce Captain America probably through Falcon and Winter Soldier. But. I mean, I can't see like you know Hawkeye being a big part of the universe in in, right. in any shape or form. Black Widow, I assume this will be the end of it in this next movie. Like, I I I I think you gotta think like you know they're gonna go into space with things. They're gonna do, you know, the, they're introducing Shang Chi. They're introducing the Eternals. That's gonna be their next phase is like these new characters, and then Fantastic Four, and then build into X Men, and then you know some of these past characters are going to slowly phase out. So I assume that, like, I don't think Vision or Wanda is going to be any part of this universe after this phase. That will be the end of it. Yeah. I don't, I think, I don't think we'll see Vision. No, I think Vision's done at the end of this series. Yeah. 
Um, and that's sad because I love I love Paul Bettany as Vision. Too. I think he's awesome. He's a f- fantastic actor, and yeah, I'll watch him do anything. I don't, I don't you know, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm very interested to see where they take things. And I mean, even like I, I don't think I said this yet, but like this was the episode most where I realized Elizabeth Olsen is an Olsen like sister. She never looked more like her sisters in any episode yet totally. like totally. <laughs> i was like holy shit like she looks like she could be their twin as well like she's exactly looks like them yeah she definitely has the resemblance for sure especially yeah. she's just in like chill out gear that's when it really yeah to say, when her hair is just kind yeah. of down and just yeah that's exactly what i noticed it's not, it's not i don't when i think of the old the olsen twins like i don't think that's not what I think of, but it just, she just looks like it a lot when she's got her yeah. hair, like when she looks, yeah, like chill yeah, mode. No, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's when I noticed it. I was like, oh wow, she really looks like her sisters in this, in this episode. And like, I mean, that's not a discredit to any of them. Like, I think she's a beautiful actress, and, but yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think like it's disappointing we won't see more of the, these characters just because I think that they're just killing it in this series. Like, I, I agree. No, Elizabeth Olsen. them off just yet. I feel like they're gonna be quick to, or they're gonna not be quick to write people out. Like, because the thing is, is like if you just keep killing them, and then you want to bring them back down the line, and then you have to figure out what I mean. Like, I feel like there's, it's easier to just leave them. Like, you don't have to keep continuing with the story. Like, we're gonna be so inundated with characters. Like, we're not gonna have an Avengers team that has like forty people on it. That's crazy. No. Right. No, I like, think it's gonna be I think the next Avengers movie. Will probably be my guess would be probably um, some some of the Guardians, Spider Man, maybe depending whether Sony lets him be still in the universe, and then probably with MCU, Captain Marvel, and I don't know one of these new like Shang Chi or something like that. Like I could see that being part of it. I, like, even uh, Paul Rudd is Ant-Man. I know they're doing another Ant-Man movie, but, like, do we really expect an Ant-Man 4 after that? Like, I know. that's, But that's the thing, is, like, how far do you go, right? Like, Well, and how much are you willing to pay these actors? Because eventually their price tag keeps going up. Yeah. And, but it's not like they don't have the money. I mean... No, I don't, I don't think it's that. I just think it's eventually these movies are going to cost them $400 million to make mm-hmm. if, if yeah. you have 20 huge name actors in it and... You know, who knows whether the the movie theater business bounces back and, no, no, and whether they recoup that. But so to me, to me I feel, yeah, sorry, you go first. To me, they have to go with new young actors just because they're not going to all ask thirty million a movie. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, like taking someone like Paul Rudd or even Bruce Banner, or, I mean, even less Hawkeye, I guess, but like to take any of those characters and like like leave them available because like if you say to them look you want to make a cameo you can work for like two days and i'll give you this much money like yeah it's not like a million dollar what i mean i don't really have any perspective to put it into dollar wise but you know what i'm saying like instead of paying these guys huge and then you get the people who like actually love playing these characters yeah like then their commitment to it was kind of sticks around because it doesn't have to be okay. Now I have to go and work out and do this and get all ready and right for this. But my like, point is, is like these actors don't want to play the same character the rest of their career. And s- signing a movie contract for whatever six movies, ten movies, you're looking at like 
if it's a five movie deal, you're looking at 10 to 15 years of your life yeah, yeah. committed to playing one role. And for a lot of these actors, like if they're to say 30, they don't want to be doing the same role when they're oh. 40, 45, you know? So, you know, even Robert Downey Jr. is like, you know what? Like, I, I, I think he did a great job. Don't get me wrong. But like, I could totally understand why he wants to try something different and do something different. He played Iron Man for, you know, 12 years. years. Yeah, 12 years. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, I'm ready to do something different. And, and I play a different character and stretch my legs a little bit. And, and like, it's no disrespect to these movies either. But like, they're not winning, you know, best actor nominations or anything from that yeah. and some of these yeah. actors care about that kind of thing so totally totally that's a good, I, I, good point i don't know i i think you got to go young you got to go new you got to change things up and i think that's where they're building towards is is you know a new young cast that you can can get people into and then you can build around that and then build towards x-men and then you have a new young cast again and so on and so forth yeah, you just keep cycling this thing in, and then who knows? Like, ten years from now, when we're in phase six, and they call, I don't know, whoever, up on the phone and say, "Hey, are you interested in coming back and playing this character again?" They can do whatever they want. And these actors might be like, "Yeah, I haven't played the character in ten years, and I missed it." Yes, that's so what I mean. Back, I feel you know? like they'll never like end it. I feel like they'll always yeah. leave it open. Like, but nothing ends with comics. That's what I was kind of getting at. Is that like I don't see them like killing off i i feel like there's going to be a lot less of like the killing off even of villains like i feel like it's going to be a lot less like we don't see this character again now do you know what i mean i feel like they're going to do that because there's just so much new character so many new characters that like they're not going to be able to be like okay black panther every two years and then no. uh, guardians every three years and thor every two years but even it's like even with black panther right like, like seven years like yeah <laughs> No, sure. And like, even with Black Panther right now, they have, you know, rest in peace and no disrespect to Chadwick Boseman, but they have to figure out what they're going to do with that character yes. now. Yeah. And, and like, you know, knock on wood, no, no other tragic, you know, event happens, but to, to wrap an entire universe around a character and who knows 10 years from now, if that actor is going to be around right. or able or whatever, yep. it, it, you have to have that universe built so that you can go in any direction and you, yes, can, exactly. and you can change directions when you want to and need to. Yep, and so having a huge universe of characters to pull from is like, yeah, if all of a sudden they have to pivot and they're going to do a different storyline in phase then five they, than they plan to, they can. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see like where, where this builds to after, you know, think, think next year at this time, how much more we will know and how, how much farther along we will be. Like, it's crazy. I wonder if there's somebody, have you ever watched, I think I might've sent it to you. Have you ever watched that? Like this guy updates it every May the 4th and it's the star Wars Canon timeline. It's like a 45 right. minute YouTube video. And it basically starts at the beginning of any type of Canon information we have all the way to the end. And it fills in like, major points that would like make sense to need to know in the grand right. scheme right? right right so like the star wars one now is like almost i think it's like 52 minutes or something but it's like so in-depth and it's so crazy the amount of information right. you get without having to really like look at any right but movies I you also got to think one for mcu that's what i was kind of getting at was like i would love to see one for mcu like it'd be cool to see it in order yeah, and I think I think that's inevitable because, you know, we're soon going to be at 25 movies in, 
And you can't expect somebody just to hopping into this universe to watch no, 25 does. movies before they go see the next thing. Yeah. So I think there's going to have to be like a Disney Plus thing that is oh, like an hour long that just says like, this is the world so far up to this point. And then every year they awesome. kind of update it and extend it to like, hey, if you're brand new to this universe and you, you know, you're whatever, you have a kid or you've never seen these movies by chance this is what you missed and this is how you can catch up in an hour and not 37 hours or whatever, you know? Plus you can use uh, any little information, pieces of information and details that like aren't mentioned in the movies that are mentioned in like the canon comics and the books and use those to kind of tie pieces together. Cause a lot of times they leave little details out. Right. It's sure. like even with Emperor Palpatine and star Wars dying or whatever, it's right. like are are showing up again or whatever, right? Like they just mention it in the uh, the scroll at the beginning, but in the comics they actually like like have like there's a story for like that happening, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's cool to like see it from that media that I've never. I mean, I liked the comics, but I don't keep up with them anymore. So it's cool to like get updated every year, right? I look for I look forward to it. I, I've only been watching it for a few years, but. Yeah, yeah, I'd love yeah. To see something like that for the MCU. That'd be sick if they put it on Disney Plus. I think it would be like the smart move, and I think it you would. could get with a lot of of the writers of the comics. You know, like or at least recent storylines or whatever. If these guys are still alive or what have you, that like they could chime in and say like, "This is how I intended it in the comics, and this was like kind of the storyline in the comics." And then like them seeing like a scene or something from the Marvel adaptation of it and going like, "Oh, this is how it differs a little bit," and like. You know, I think there could be like a lot of interesting content just from that. Of like, yes, like explaining what we already have, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of untapped potential there. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I think the Disney Plus like thing is like that's the smartest place to put it. It's accessible. It's absolutely like you know killing. Like it's catching up to Netflix in years or membership, right? Didn't they get yeah. like? Didn't they already hit the number they wanted to hit, like in like two years or something, or yeah. something like? They we crashed Disney Plus again at three a.m. Like That's crazy. It, it was having service interruptions all over the place because so many people went on at well midnight your time, but three a.m. my time to watch the new episode. Like That's so crazy. They're already like the the Falcon Winter Soldier numbers are like three, like trending like 300% above what their expectation was. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Like it's like, they're getting way more people in. And I think, I think it's just a, a people are at home right now and bored because of lockdowns, because of yep. coronavirus, because they're working from home, what have you. So there's people more hungry for content than ever. And a lot of shows aren't being filmed. Like new shows aren't being aired new movies aren't coming out so people are like hungry for stuff and this is where where like i think streaming is so important is like we can get so much new content just at our fingertips like it's yeah. unprecedented it's the same as like music and everything like that is like like where does the music industry head now if bands can't tour like they could and i'm telling you like, I was just Right. Well, live streams are going to have to be a direction they go, right? But like, I was just listening to a podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast, which is usually a sports podcast, but he was interviewing Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Interesting. And um, he was asking him, like, oh, like, you know, what's the Chili Peppers plans, so on and so forth. And he didn't, Flea didn't really want to get too into it without the rest of the band present. 
but he was basically saying like, yeah, we have, we've, we've talked about what, like we're going to do a tour and like so on and so forth. And I'm like, are you going to be able to tour though by the end of this year? Even like, I don't yeah, think I don't so. See, I don't think in the States for sure. Well, even maybe like, here, but definitely, I don't think in the States, I think the States are pretty far. Like they're going to have, how many people are going to be willing to go to a, a, a stadium of 30,000 people? I agree. I think and, it's a different, it's going to be a different world. And whether that comes back six months from now or a year from now or two years from now, maybe it doesn't come back at all. Like, and, and all these things like movies that are $300 million or bands or up and coming, you know, whatever, they're going to have to rethink their entire, their entire models of how they make money and how they, they make a living. And so everything's going to have to change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting to think about because it could have really bad consequences, especially for the music well, industry. Yeah, but I mean, and I'm talking about the Chili Peppers, one of the most famous bands in the yeah. world. Yeah, like, what about Person X that is just coming up that you know doesn't have a huge fan base? How do you make a money? How do you make a living from to, like to yeah. making music? Yeah, that's true. Nobody's buying albums anymore, other than me. Nope. I buy a lot of stuff on vinyl, but like most people are just streaming on Spotify or yep. buying a digital version. You know, they're not making money. So how yeah. do you make that money if you can't tour? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But so it's going to be live shows on 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 you know streaming networks that you can. I've always said too, like if um, virtual reality really takes off, oh, that'd be sick. Imagine going to a concert that, in virtual reality. That would be well. That's what I think is. I think that has to be part of the future of virtual reality. Is like not just concerts, but think of like museums or yep. or sporting events where if you had like a front row seat at you know the Super Bowl because <laughs> you're in VR and you're we like can't basically talk about this. it blows my mind every time we talk about this. Right. And, and same with music. It's like if you're at a concert and now you have front row seats at the concert and you're basically there listening to it like you're there yeah. is i think that's like a really cool direction they could head with vr that's like untapped and i would pay hey tap into your vr unit at 8 p.m for 20 dollars and you can watch the chili peppers play their new album live i'd be into that yeah i would too the only thing i would think is like because you know, even just from doing the starting line one right like because i just did the yeah. starting line one it's not vr but it just live stream, yeah. but still yeah. it had like at the time there was like a live chat too right so it was like lots of people interacting and it was whatever i wasn't interacting but it was still funny to read anyway yeah. but like that was like 40 bucks american and like when i yeah. said you know like like that's whatever for me especially because i've been wanting to see the starting line again since they broke up right so right, right. but um but yeah, like it, like to me, that's that's worth it for them. But you, if you were a bigger band, I could imagine they would charge more. Like imagine if you had someone like the Food Fighters or like, you know. But it comes to a point of like, what is the most you can ask for take. Yeah, from yeah, people, yeah. right? And you also got to think too is like, okay, they're playing a show, say Joe Louis Arena. It wouldn't be Joe Louis Arena anymore, but let's say Joe Louis Arena, where they could fit eighteen thousand people in Detroit. Okay, well, now you do a live stream, you could have infinite amount of people yeah, yeah. watching your live stream. Yep. So you don't have to charge 60 bucks a ticket anymore for 18,000 people because you can charge 20 bucks a ticket for 100,000 people and still come out on top. Yep. And you could do multiple shows in a week and the band doesn't have to leave the anywhere. comfort of yeah. wherever. Like, 
Yeah, it's good. We have a 30 so seconds. The cost to actually do it is nothing. Oh, yeah, that's it. Okay, well, that was a good oh. We should talk about that soon again, because that's good. Yeah, I think I think for our week in between the next shows, we should have like a good deep talk about some, something along these lines. Yeah, I'm down with that. You just give me okay. some heads up. But in case yeah, yeah. cut out. Peace out, motherfuckers. Five seconds. Okay. Go follow Matt. All you people. Go people's. follow Moosey.